This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Welcome to another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you. We are very excited. Later, we're going to be joined by the president, CEO, head of marketing, every title that you could possibly have. Dane Delgado in charge of Matchstick Golf, sponsor of this podcast. Very excited to get his take on entering the golf space. Why do you pick ball markers? How did he design them? They're so great. Again, promo code TURN10 at checkout at matchstickgolf.com. You're going to be hearing that promo code a lot throughout this podcast but nick before we welcome in dane hold on i got before did you get that did you just blow the promo code isn't it turn 15 oh my god Joe. it's turn you know what we'll make sure it's turn 15 you're right and i said turn 10 and you had a little twinkle in your eye joe's messing this up right now and like either i'm wrong or he's wrong which is usually the case on this podcast i think it's turn 15 we're gonna say turn 15 we'll straighten this out with dane in a minute Nick, maybe we can up it to turn twenty. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, we'll, get, we'll get our agents on it. Let's check with uh, Daddy Warbucks here in a few minutes. <laughs> Big week the last week or so for Bryson DeChambeau. He gets in the final eight of the World Long Drive Championships. Congratulations to him. It was quite an effort. Kyle Berkshire took care of that. Kind of a weird broadcast, folks. I don't know if you caught that, but it was on YouTube. Golf Channel pulled out. Weird announcers. Do you have a quick take on that, Nick? I I do, and I absolutely love it. It was like it was like you and I replaced the World Long Drive with the Professional Long Drive Association, and we're like, oh shit! Like Bryson's at our event. Like we got we got to broadcast it. Like do you do you know how to do this? And like ah, I bet I could I bet I could slap something together. I'm pretty sure you could broadcast anything on YouTube, bro. Like let's just do it. And I was like, this is what Long Drive needs. Like the last thing it needs is Golf Channel to Golf Channel it up, and like. What we need is a couple bros out there, like both of which it seemed like were in this competition at, at one point, um, just shooting the shit, like answering questions live. Like all of a sudden, there's four maniacs swinging as hard as they can at the exact same time on some driving range. And it's just like, yeah, this is backyard long drive. I, I loved it. And our boy, Scotty Pierman, just missed the final eight, but he had a good run. Yeah, I like the. The things were like the, the stats were not working as often as they were working. Like that Everybody was almost like comments it was, was just accusing them of rigging it against Bryson. <laughs> they don't want Bryson to win. Yeah, YouTube comments are a scary place. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. But that was the perfect. It, that was the perfect broadcast for that event. It would have been really nice though to actually be able to follow the ball in the air. You couldn't see where it actually finished. And even though the golf channel may have a bit of a hokey announcing feel to it, at least you'd be able to see where the ball ultimately concludes when someone hits it. Have a shot tracer. And I get with four people up there, it's a little more chaotic. I still wanted to see the ball in flight a little bit. I don't know. It's, obviously that would that would add to the broadcast. I'm not arguing that, but like I watched it and it was it really, you know what also it did for me was like Really, which I think we can talk about this a little bit, but it really like humanified, for lack of a better word, for lack of a real word, a real world, Bryson, 
<clears throat> because like you know you have it's just like this back alley broadcast like guys are swinging as hard as they can you don't really know what's going on like oh yeah one of the top eight golfers in the world is happens to be one of them just swinging as hard as they can broing out with the guys like i don't know it's just like yeah it totally makes him feel like more of a person than on a PGA Tour broadcast that's super stuffy and like seems so official. Well, I won't say that the last two weeks, the Ryder Cup and this event have undone everything in Bryson's past, but I will say this last two-week chunk, Ryder Cup, World Long Drive, the announcement of the match against Brooks, which we'll get to in a second, it's gotten him more goodwill than I thought would be possible in a very short period of time. I'm not completely flipped the other way with Bryson, but... I like him a lot more now than I did, say, in the start of September. Well, if you were sitting down for the first time to watch golf at the Ryder Cup, and and your buddy was like, "Oh, this this Bryson dude, hates everybody him. hates him. Nobody can stand him." And then you watch that in the long drive, you'd be like, "Dude, what's wrong with you? Like, why yeah. are you hating on Bryson? What's your issue? This is the <laughs> coolest golfer ever." Yeah, exactly. The the eagle at the Ryder Cup, like now that there's been a little bit of time to separate it, that's like. Amazing. More and more of an of an iconic of an iconic moment, especially for how much shit he was getting for training for long drive right before the Ryder Cup, and then he just drives a green on a I don't know it was like three hundred ninety yard par four, and then rolls in the forty footer. It's like, damn dude, like how can you even how can you hate? So, it was announced the match five is going to be Bryson versus Brooks in a twelve hole match. Twelve holes, Nick. That was my first reaction is like, huh. why is it 12 holes? And the two the two obvious explanations, the most obvious, and I think this is, is the one, is just time constraints. They're trying to pull in a non-golf audience. Thanksgiving so weekend. Yeah. Yes. And you have less daylight. Logistically, you just have less daylight. Yeah, well, you you, you have enough daylight to play 18 holes of golf. Well, you do. <laughs> um, so you're trying to pull in people. So to keep their attention for 12 holes makes way more sense. There's a lot of dead time in these broadcasts. I, I'm hoping it's my my second theory, which is it leaves room for like for a press. Oh, do you think like, that's possible? Kind of, you know, after 12 holes, Brooks wins. Bryson's like, hey, bro, I'll get you another million for the last six. Like, let's go. And then it like, kind of builds this drama. I don't know. If they do that, that's going to be so contrived, though. It's because yes. especially there's no way Bryson or Brooks can make something like that feel improvisational. My 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 third takeaway is that Brooks it's gonna be it's gonna be a two and a half hour roast of Bryson like 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 if they're mic'd up Bryson is so ill prepared for that and it, and it's right up Brooks's alley to like just have these zingers I think off the bat where Bryson is gonna be like trying so hard to to talk trash and it's gonna sound so fake and Brooks is just gonna roast him. Well, what's been the best part of these four matches? It's been Phil Mickelson. Phil has been involved. He's been trash talking. He's been a part of all of these. I think if you have Barkley and Phil in the booth, I'm going to love it. Because this is going to be 95% downtime on a one-on-one match. It's You're not going to see a lot of golf. So you have to have a very entertaining broadcast. So if Barkley and Phil, I don't know, Sam Jackson, throw 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 someone else entertaining in there to just roast these guys then I think it would be good. Phil and Barkley would not hold anything back because Phil lords over both of these guys and then Barkley doesn't give a shit about anything, so he'll say anything to either of them. I think it would be great if they have both those guys in the broadcast. If not, it could get pretty dry pretty quick and I think the Ryder Cup sort of pushed the rivalry or feud or whatever you want to call it in the direction of, is this even real? Is this is this really real? I I, I just don't think it is. So we'll see. I'll watch because it's golf and I'm a lunatic, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to welcome back Dane Delgado, the president of Matchstick Golf. Joining us on At The Turn, president of Matchstick Golf Turn 15 at checkout. Actually, uh, it, well, it's, it's Dane Delgado. And Dane, I, I think I flubbed the opening of this podcast. I said it was Turn 10. It is, in fact, Turn 15, isn't it? You know what? Let's change it right now. Let's change it right now to Turn 20. For oh. Yes, that's right. 
Yeah, I, I love you guys so much. I love this podcast so much. I love the listeners so much. Really, the listeners of this podcast have been, because I get to see them purchasing through the discount, I get to see that come in. And you guys, your listeners are really great. So let's let's bump it up and give them 20% off. Wow. Nick Nick even called that. Maybe it'll be turned 20 by the end. And this, right. folks, this is not scripted. This is totally off the cuff. An exciting moment here in the podcast. Turn 20 is the new promo code. Um, I did foreshadow that, and if we didn't lose the audio that we previously recorded, our, our listeners will hear it. That's incredible. I can't wait to listen back because I obviously I just jumped into this with you guys, so that would be amazing. So, Dane, I just saw you at the golf course a little bit ago. My home course, our home – I can call Glendiver your home course, can I? Oh, yeah. It's our home course. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> official. It's official on my gin. It's my home course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this was your first – so Matchstick Golf is obviously very new. You have a display case – in your home course now. So talk me through where you were six months ago, getting this thing off the ground to now actually having a legit display case. Your social media account is starting to blow up. I think you have over a thousand Instagram followers already. Like things are really happening. So are you surprised at this explosion of growth for this new product? Of course. And, and not just because, uh, I like to skew negative and wait for your other foot to fall as a person. It's not just because of that. It's <laughs> when you when you start a new business, obviously, you're thinking it's going to take some time. I don't know um, you know what part of the market I know what part of the market in my business plan I'm aiming at, what I want to fulfill, what I want to do personally with my business, but those things come out in the wash over the first year, second year, 10 years. So, I'm really surprised. I mean, it really has taken off almost to the point where um, I'm having uh, okay, how do I, you know, I'm, I'm the one wrapping all these things and send them out. Everything is pretty much done by hand. Uh, you guys all, if you, if you purchase something, you get a handwritten note. That's from me, baby. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm having a hard time almost keeping up with them a little bit. Um, where I was six months ago was really trying to that, you know, six months ago is probably around when I was up at night thinking, actually probably talking to you, Joe saying, what should this company be called? <laughs> and I had I had names and we talk on the phone. Does this work? Does that work? Um, but I really wanted to, I had, again, I had started this, the whole, the story of this is interesting because I'd started by uh, having this uh, Jones sports company, which is a golf bag manufacturer here in Portland, Oregon, um, that I had one of their markers. They, they kind of did a, a one-off and it was a shuttlecock. It was a birdie. And I had it for a couple of years while we were playing and I just lost it walking between 17 and 18 on Glendivere West. You know, whatever, put, didn't put it in the pocket, you know. No one's turning that thing in at Glendivere West. No one, and no one's nice turning idea. it in, yeah. right? I, I called twice. Nobody's turning that in, of course. right? I, walk, I, went, I went back to the course. No, no, nobody's turning. It was, it, was, it was pretty cool. So I then spent probably another year or year and a half looking for a ball marker that I liked. One that either fit my style or the art or the size or also the cost. You know, there are some of these, these big, cool CNC you know, brass milled ones, your Tyson lambs, your cracking golfs, that kind of thing. But those didn't really fit my style, either from a playing perspective. I, I don't really like a big, thick, heavy ball marker. I also want it to be able to, you know, if somebody miss hits or, um, you know, you know, might glance off your marker. That's not really what I, I want it to be a little, a little more subdued. And also, I was terrified of losing that thing. You know, I, I had the Tyson lamb pizza one. I think I bought it on eBay. It was a hundred dollars. God forbid it falls out of my pocket. I'd be really, really upset. Dave, so, is that common? Because people always, I'm, I'm curious, $100 mm -hmm. for a ball marker. How many companies are making $100 ball markers? That's so much money for something you could lose so easily. I mean, the a lot of the Kraken stuff, like their, they think their, their soup can is 70 or 80 bucks. Wow. Yeah. And the Tyson Lamb stuff has, he releases them in such limited quantities that I don't know how expensive they are. I actually literally don't know. I've heard that they're $55, but... You, they sell out in 30 seconds online. So if you really want to buy one, if, if you have a Tyson Land ball marker, it's likely that you bought it from eBay or secondhand. And you're paying secondhand prices. So if you want to buy his original you know, Homer Simpson donut, I don't know, I think it's like $400 or something. I mean, that's just bananas. So especially for a marker that's it's really big. So I wanted something that if you do lose it, because like anything with golf, you're probably just going to at some point in time, lose it, whether, whether you put it, put it on your hat, you know, mag magnetic or not put it in your pocket. So I wanted something that was a little more playable. And if you lost it, it's not going to, you know, make you cry or upset your wife if you uh, go buy another one. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was at. And I just couldn't find one. I couldn't find one that worked. And I thought, what if I just made some myself? 
because, <laughs> you know, of course, the, the age old question that ends up um, giving you an answer you know, don't really want, which is how hard could it be? Uh, turns out pretty hard. Uh, so uh, lots of drawings and uh, samples from manufacturers later and, oh, this isn't right or the colors don't work or, you know, seeing if there was a way for me to make them myself and not without buying a quarter of a million dollars worth of stuff and warehouse space to, you know, uh, CNC mill them myself and all that kind of thing. So, um, but the rest of it, you know, I've tried to source it as local as possible. And of course the art is local, the, you know, designed locally. Um, and I made something that was, every single one is, uh, right now because of some of the designs, they're either an inch, they're no bigger than an inch and a quarter in any direction. And they're always two, two millimeters thick. And I realized I actually need to change this on the website, but the cool part is the back of them, when you flip them over, it's fully polished and it has a recessed stamp on the back that says match to golf on it. So it adds a little bit of um, shine, glint, a um, little bit of, I think it's kind of cool, um, but just another kind of finishing touch. It's a little bit different from my competition that I really think sets us apart. So yeah, that's really what I was six months ago is thinking like, I'm just going to bite the bullet and go with this and, and see what happens and get some samples. And July, what was it? July 18? Yeah, July 18 we launched. And here we are many months later and it's really taken off. I, I've been, been quite surprised and, and happy. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that I'm glad you, when you make something creative like this podcast or anything, you, of course you're worried. Some of you is in that piece of art, whether you're selling it or not. And you're worried people aren't going to like it and, and how that might make you feel. And the fact that people really seem to like these, uh, obviously, you know, bring a smile to my face. Yeah. So I, I'm glad you mentioned like the, the, the beginnings in these phone calls with Joe, because I'm envisioning you're like, Joe, what should I call it? And he's outside like lighting a cigarette. And he's like striking a match. And he's like, how about matchstick? And you're like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but like burst my bubble. Where did matchstick come from? And like, also, I, I was surprised, and maybe I shouldn't have been, when I received some of these in the mail, and they come in a freaking box of matches, which is the coolest thing that I've seen. So where, where did all that concept come from? So it's kind of matchstick itself came sort of from two different directions. One is I was thinking about, this is, this is so funny. Joe knows this story, but and my fiance knows this story. But once I had the idea, I had all these designs, but I couldn't move forward, and I couldn't get samples even for the back stamp. Because I didn't have a name. <laughs> I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> so what good are samples if, <laughs> if you don't know what the company's <laughs> called? So originally, it was going to be Dell Golf Company. Because my name is Delgado, Dell Golf. It kind of like rolls. And that, it was just going to probably be D-E-L was the going to be the sort of handle. Um, but I didn't really know that I really struck with anybody or it was catchy enough. Um, I don't really didn't really want the company to be about me. The company is not really about me. I'm not really out there that much on my face isn't on the Instagram or anything. Um, and so I was thinking, okay, if I was literally up at night till one or 2 AM thinking of all these names and what could it be and going through brand identity and what does that mean? What does it mean to me? Do I care? Cause you could find, you know, Tortuga golf or something. And like, but I live in Portland, Oregon. There's no Tortugas here. You know, like, uh, that just doesn't fit. So it, you could name it a lot of things, but what do you really care about? And so, to me, Matchstick came to me because I kind of decided to think about other things as a means to end up at a name, which is, well, what do I want the feel of the brand to be like? What do I want the packaging to look like? Even if you get, say, like a Tyson Lamb one, it comes basically, it's a jewelry box. That's all it is with a laser foam cut out on the inside. And then he has a uh, you know hot embossed stamp on the front of it that just has his, his name, which is his wordmark. So he has like some kind of cool packaging to it. And I've ordered some other of my competitors that doesn't come in any packaging. It comes wrapped in the plastic that it comes in from their manufacturer. So, and I wanted to be more on, on the premium side of things. So, and I don't know what got it to me. I really don't. I should probably try to remember, but I saw a matchbox and thought, that's the same size as a ball marker. It's basically the same size as a ball marker. And I bet you could get those custom made. And turns out you can. I mean, you can get them custom made for your wedding and stuff, but you can have like a manufacturer, which is what I do, have them make you a whole run of them with all of your own stuff. And I, so mine have very specific, um, again, very specific things on it. I have a, a, a matte, a matte finish on it, which is kind of hard to get, kind of like an iPhone box. 
the letters are raised instead of recessed. Um, and then there's full color and, um, and it's a real, yeah, like you said, it's a real matchbox. You, Nick, I think got some with actual matches in it. Didn't you? When I sent them to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so they don't come with that anymore because really? apparently you're not allowed to do that. The law. <laughs> the law. Damn law. The law says, yeah. So even though Interstate my state commerce. Yeah. There's, there's safety matches. So, you know, nothing's really going to happen, but you also, they would never go through customs. So I thought, well, what could I do? So now I have a town here in Port or a company here in Portland that takes a piece of gator foam and they, I, I took a photo with my light box of the matches that came out of the box and <laughs> took a photo from it directly down, made sure the colors were exactly right. And that's what comes out. I, there's a, a vinyl sticker as soon as it gets put on this piece of gator foam and then they get cut to the inside size of the box. And I, so when I'm packaging these things, just imagine me sitting here, you know, in, at my workbench, opening a box of matches, dumping out the matches and putting out a piece of foam. So <laughs> what do you do? What do you do with all of these? The matches? next obvious question. This, this is well. Mostly, I accidentally let my dog eat them, uh, oh, no, and then my no. and then my fiance gets mad. They're not uh, safe to put in the mail, but your dog eating them is fine. Yeah, no, she she'll like she'll find one or two that I happen to drop, and you know, start shooting. Well, what what is that? What is that? Oh, it's another match. I can get it out of her mouth. So uh, she's fine. She's okay. Uh, but um, I don't know. Actually, that's a conversation that Alex and I have had. Uh, my fiance have had about. Like, what are you doing? You know, because if I wrap a hundred in a night, it's like, it's this giant pile of matches in my house. Like, what are we doing with this? But the next time I'm, I'm getting close to, you know, I probably not, I don't know, at some point in time in 2022, early 2022, I will purchase another round of uh, matches from a manufacturer. I will probably just say, just print the box and like, don't put matches in them. I, I don't need, I don't need them. I'm going to take them out anyway. Just, just keep them, you know. So that's probably what it'll do. So I won't. Feels like you could make anymore. some sort of like cool art piece out of all these matches too. I mean, you're obviously a creative guy with all these designs. You could probably come up with something. Yeah. Well, well I, you know, I'm a little bummed because I was like, okay, these are really cool. They're the exact colors of my brand. Like they are the exact, you know, match colors. Um, what could I do with them? It's golf. I mean, I'm probably, I'll probably keep a bunch. I'll probably try to shoot some. We just moved, but uh, we just, and I have a new, new space for matchstick here. Um, I'll probably try to shoot some sort of promo with them. You know, where like one comes through it or they set on fire, then they burn down and there's a match, you know, there's a marker left or something like that, something cool. So there's definitely something to be done. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit, bit ridiculous how many there are. And uh, also, you know, when you have a pile of matches in your house, it's like, smells like sulfur in here. Is that, is that weird? Smells. Just, yeah. yeah, it just smells unsafe, you know, a little bit uh, industrial, so Naming stuff is hard, man. I remember when we were coming up with the name of this podcast, I think we went through the same process you did of like, all right, what's a golf thing? What's already taken? What's trying too hard? What's not going to work? And Nick, I don't know if you remember this, but I, like, I was just bullshitting with my dad. And he's like, what about at the turn? And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I texted yeah. Nick. And he's like, yep, that's the name. And it yeah. was just out of complete thin it's, air like it's one of those things that one you when you hear the one you know you're like yep that's it like you you, you brainstorm you're tossing ideas around and you're like it's, it's not this but like i think we were talking about like good good and we're like okay like yeah it's golfy and it's okay but it's it's not the one but like you know we can work off of that and then uh they're just at the turn like, oh yeah that's it yep, yeah that's it's it. like a it's it really is sort of like one of those creative boards you can make even if you're not actually putting it up but you have those notes in your head and yeah, Joe, you, you, I remember we had this conversation about you guys naming this podcast when we were talking about naming Matchstick. Because the other thing too is that what really struck for me is that one, um, you know, match play is a big thing in golf. And something that we, obviously you guys have talked about a lot here on this podcast recently about how there should be, should be more match play, which I agree with um, on the PGA Tour. But also, what is the match stick in golf? You could say that it's your putter. Or you could also say that it's the flag because you're going for the flag to win the match. But if you're sort of circling those things and you're saying, oh, well, the stick of the match of every match is the putter. That's where it's won or lost. Well, this is a company that has everything to do with putting. It's, I mean, it's, you're marking your ball on the putting green, on the putting surface. So I think there's some, you know, symbiosis there. And also, uh, to me, like the whole thing about matches and fire makes me think of uh, camping, the outdoors, that's something that's a big part of my, I don't know, cultural identity as an Oregonian. Uh, so like there's, for me, there's some connective tissue there. It just kind of worked. And then with the fact that you could 
you know, get the packaging made and it was cool. I thought, yep, all these things work for me. This is it. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be cool. So, so like Dane, something I'm curious about because you had this crazy early success. I've seen LPGA tour golfers using your ball markers. I saw you had a sale in South Korea, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yesterday. Congratulations. You're now in Glendivere. You're talking to other local golf courses that people know, like you're having this success. So like what, what is next? Is it just more of sort of this steady climb and we make more designs and we stick with the ball marker? Or do you think about, okay, the ball marker is successful. Now I want to translate into other avenues, other things. Like, I'm just curious about how that thought process works of like developing this company, because I mean, I just know knowing you and seeing your Instagram over the past three, four months, you've made so many connections with so many different people. So is it about leveraging those relationships? Is it like trying to determine how you take that influencer potential and using it? Or is it just about getting the most eyeballs on it? Like my mind would be everywhere trying to do something like this. I'm just curious what, what comes next for you? Yeah, that, that does obviously pass, you know, pass through my mind. And when you're running a business uh, solo, it, it is hard to do that, especially one that's really taken off. Like Matt, I mean, this is not my full-time job. I have a full-time job. So this is uh, weekends and nights for me. Um, so obviously again, thank you to all the listeners who are, who are supporting Badge Dick. It's, it's really, it's really great. Um, I have two, I have sort of have two minds about that. One is that, um, of course there's other things I want to do. Like you and I just talked today. It's taken me months cause of supply chain issues, but I have hats that are going to come out cause I think we have a cool word mark. I think it's awesome. And, uh, people, it's my are, favorite you know, hat. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw you uh, wearing it in Palm Springs this week. So yeah, yeah, it, and it looks good. So uh, you know, we have a hat coming out. I didn't buy too many of them, and but I bought enough where people, I think people are going to snap them up and, and rock them and look good. So that's great. You know, sort of the normal things that go along with any normal brand. Expanding into other areas of golf, I think that's probably. I don't know about that. You know, I think I had such a passion for the markers and the, what it represents. I think I wrote about this yes, yesterday. We have a little, I have a little blog on the site called no walk spoiled wrote about it, a little bit about it because why ball markers? And really the question is why do we customize anything in golf? And part of that is not just, well, I like to buy cool things and who doesn't. It's also when you're out there, if you've read Zen golf or, you know, golf has got not a game of perfect. So there's something having to do with positive self-talk and feeling good about yourself and being confident when you step on the tee, whether you're, you are still going to, you know, be a 20 handicap that day or not. I've had lots of rounds after feeling better where I didn't score any better, but I felt better and I had more fun because of it. And part of that I think is, is really the, again, the connective tissue about why we have uh, cool golf ball markers and, cool head covers and why people want to buy specific polos that have a really great, great print on them. It's because when you feel better about yourself, you're probably going to have a better time out there and you're more confident. You may st still, you know, flub all the same shots you flub or not play as well as you want, or still have your a two way miss or whatever it is. But that's part all of right, feeling Dave, better. Look, out we're there. sitting right here. Damn, <laughs> the two -way miss. I feel like that was a personal jab at me. Once you brought the two way miss in, I'm like, okay, okay. This is a little too personal. <laughs> So I really think that, that that's why I'm into the ball markers so much and why I'm so stuck on them. So for now, the plan for the next year is really to um, keep releasing markers. Now we came out with eight in July. We've kind of been sitting on them. This earlier this week, we came out with the Halloween pack. So we have a ghost, a pumpkin, and a mummy. You can buy them separately for 20 bucks or you can you know, buy them together for, you know, you get them for $49 as a little pack. So that's great. Hot, you know, holiday pack. People like that. That's a limited release, but I'm also going to do regular releases essentially every two weeks. So Tuesdays and Thursdays on matchtogolf.com or on our Instagram, you're going to find something new and cool. So, uh, that's kind of the plan for now. And really where I see it going in the next year is I have met so many cool people. Portland is this crazy hub for people. There's so many cool people here who are into golf, doing great things with a lot of really nice companies that, man, 
you just like become friends with these guys when you go and hang out with them on the course and all of a sudden, hey, yeah, come over and do this and let's let's talk about that and let's do a collaboration. So I think the next step is really collaborating with some brands. Those are in the works. I, I don't want to talk about it yet, obviously, but some recognizable brands, those collaborations are coming at the end of this year or um, next. And then what I would really like to do is where I see Matchstick going in 2022 is having me probably draw less of them and having other artists or collaborators as a part of a company get together and put some together. And that could even be as, as sort of down the totem pole as I've had customers come to me and say, in fact, I was having a whole uh, email chain conversation with this guy who bought one and he, he was like, oh, are you ever going to do this? Are you ever going to do that? And so we've had like 10 emails back and forth and I think I'm going to drop some of his ideas. And if I make them, I'm going to give him say, hey, this concept by this guy and I'm going to send him free ones of those ones. Because hey, that's hey man, that's a great idea. So it could be as you know as that as like a customer shoots me ideas of things they want to see, um, all the way up to let's do a collaboration with a brand where we make, you know, your logo or let's get your your creative director together and make one together and and sell it on both websites, something like that, or somewhere in the middle where it's, uh, you know, I'm sort of hiring and featuring artists. I would like to get more people who are either artists who are into golf or uh, artists in a sphere that I think is cool that works for golf. And, and really push that because um, I think you could really end up with some really cool stuff that frankly would just kind of blow every other ball marker out of the water. <laughs> and, and like, that's kind of where I want to go. I, cause the whole thing is I want people to see markers like Joe, the, this, this story is, is based off of our, our butt playing, playing buddy, Andy, who I had a head of cool marker and I'm not flashing it around or showing, hey, look at this thing I bought or whatever. After three, four rounds, we're on, I think, 12 on Rose City. And he looks down and he goes, where did you get that? Man, you always have the coolest ball markers. And then I want it to be a story. You get to talk about it. And then they go to the site. And then you know they buy something. And then they're excited about it because it's something they discovered through somebody they care for, somebody they like to play with. That's where I want to be. So that's sort of my plan for the next you know, year and a quarter. And, and whatever happens after that, you know, I don't know. It's coming fast. A, a, a couple things. I mean, I think an at the turn marker would be pretty amazing. Um, I, I also think I know we've talked about uh, the, the corner club potentially bringing this in, and I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to, you know, shed light on anything that should be a, a secret right now. But I, I think that's pretty sweet. Is this ball marker? Um, is it kind of like the, the newer version of, of a head cover? Because I feel like 10, 15 years ago, Tiger Woods had his Tiger head cover and, and Nike did those commercials where, you know, they, they personified him. Um, and, and then the custom head covers became cool. And now there's like, there's really cool artistic head covers that you can buy for however much money you want to buy it for. And, and you know, you can have your own personal one and everybody does. Is that kind of the, the, the newer version, like kind of the vision of this in, in terms of ball markers where you can have a custom ball marker. You're not just using a, a quarter or a big poker chip anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You might, you might be onto something there. And it's, it's interesting because obviously the custom head cover market is not going away and there are lots of uh, new entrants to the ball marker, um, you know, sort of subculture, but it's not so overrun or oversaturated to a point where you're not going to be able to find something cool for yourself. Or if you're on, you know, on my side of it, I think there's room to be able to, if you make cool stuff, people are going to say, wow, I really love that. You know, that, which is, which is clear, you know, the, the cash stack is uh, something that Joe talks about on this podcast. Um, Cause it, which is great to be perfectly, perfectly truthful with your guys' listeners. It's so funny. Joe, Joe walks up to me, I don't know, probably two months ago or three months ago when I'd first given him like the first run. And he says, you know, I started using the cash when I'm there for birdie. And then, just carrying around the save button to, to me when I have to like, you know, save par, save bogey. And I was like, why did I didn't think of that? Oh, that's genius. <laughs> I should sell them as a pack. Like, oh my God, that's so great. But it's like, you know, you like those two for, for different reasons and you like those designs. You're like, I'm going to use those for that. And so I want somebody to be so excited about some little thing they find with it. Or, you know, we were, uh, Joe and I were um, shooting photos at, at Glendevere, I don't know, a couple months ago or something. And um, the uh, woman who was driving the cart ended up 
um, coming by and, and we got to talking in, in some way and I showed her uh, the creamsicle and she said, I have to buy that from you right now. <laughs> she was, she couldn't not have it. She's like, how much is it? She, 20 she really bucks? Did Great. Say that, yeah. She really did say that. Before I have to buy the price, right now. I think you missed out on a few bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, this one is a special edition. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, uh, yeah, I really, uh, I love that part of it. I love seeing people's eyes light up when they think, cause you know, I, I have the sales numbers, right? And when I was designing them, I thought, okay, like I think these are, you know, part of the, the thing with Matchstick is I see a lot of uh, other uh, ball marker companies. They're putting out a lot of product that, you know, not my cup of tea, let's just say. And I want Matchstick every single one to be something that I would play. And in fact, I have some here in stock now that I, I don't think I'm going to release. Now that I have them and I've had more time to think about them, and I see the colors and I think about the concept. I don't want to release them. They're not good enough. And part of that process for me is the editorial choice to make sure that I have something that each one is something that I would want to play and I'm proud of putting out there. So when you go to matchstickgolf.com, that's what you're going to get. I like it. And if you love it too, that's great. And we know from uh, you know talking with folks, some people's favorites, they, they who, you know, I think one is uh, my favorite or is, uh, you know, selling better than the other one. And simply say, oh, I don't like that one. I like this one. This one's my favorite. And it'll be, you know, the one that has done the least amount of sales. And so it really just takes all kinds and you need to find the people to be able to love something if you make the right design and have the right attitude. And that's, that's kind of where we're at. So I do think, you know, to answer your question, yeah, I do think we're at a space and we're actually kind of like an interesting time in golf accessories because the only other part of it is they're not very expensive. They're only $20 and everything coming out from here, every, every new release from here on out will be magnetic. So if you're worried about, if you're not like a pocket person or you, you uh, have short pockets or something, you're worried about it falling out. That's never been a problem for me, which is why I didn't make magnetic to start, but you'll be able to put it on your hat clip or on your divot tool from here on out. And uh, as I run through my old stock from my old designs, as I restock those, we'll have announcements. Those will become magnetic. So you'll be able to hang on to them and stuff. But if you do lose them, it's only 20 bucks to replace them. And it's not this like, you know, if you, you, you lose a club, you're like, well, I left a wedge that's uh, 80 to $120. And I'm upset about that. Or, you know, or even a head cover, you know, which doesn't happen that much. But a head, you know, custom head covers can be 65 bucks or 70 bucks. This is less than that. And you still get to have something you want. And so uh, it was also important to me that the, the, even though there's a more of a premium feel, you get all the packaging, you get all the thoughtfulness of design. Um, there's still not so, you know, golf can be an expensive sport. And if you start getting your hats and your shoes and your polos and your head covers, you know, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm looking at a $5,000 bag of golf stuff here and this is too expensive. So let's try to, you know, make sure you can still have something cool. that's still, that's a ball marker. Yeah, dude. I was just joking about this the other day. I think with, uh, our, our mutual buddy, Shane, like my Instagram magnifying glass is all it is, is just ads of like shirts and joggers that are like 200 bucks a pop that I almost buy after like a glass of wine and then decide not to. It's, it's crazy how expensive this game is. And I think for the non-golfer to hear a ball marker cost 20 bucks, they're like, what 20 bucks for a thing that could be a quarter. But if you're in the game and especially if you hear some of the prices you're saying of the top end stuff, this is a very reasonable price. And you know, I think some of the conversations we had about doing this when we, when you were first getting it going was, you know, for me, the most important thing is the size. Like I see poker chips out there. Like I said, in the last podcast, I, I play with a group of old men a couple of weeks ago. It was it was it was Texas Hold'em out there, man. I mean, was, <laughs> I was I was driving in my car listening to that. I literally laughed out loud. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" I need I'm going to use was, that in some marketing. Please, please do. <laughs> it, it was just absurd. And to I used it's still probably in my pocket. I used oh no, I put it away, safekeeping. But I'm, I'm using the Royale with cheese now. Kind of, I think the last three four rounds I've used it, and I really really like the size and I love the way it looks when I put it down. And when I see it next to a quarter, it's like, yeah, this is. This is what you want. Anything. It's insane to have a ball marker that doesn't work as a ball marker. If you have to like mark and move just because it's there, because it's going to be such an impediment to someone else playing the game. It's like, what are we even doing here? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's again, the whole thing that was 
because I ordered them in different thicknesses. I, I bought other product, other competitors' product to see how they came and how I felt about it. And really what it came down to is I still came back to it needs to have some kind of premium feel because even though um, there's really not that much difference in how much metal is in something that's one millimeter versus two, uh, you know, there's also a, a perception of it being in your hand and how much it weighs. So I didn't want it to be like the thinness of a dime or anything. Um, and that Jones marker was two millimeters. I, I actually, I contacted them and they said, yeah, we have one in a drawer somewhere. So they, they sent me another one. And when I got it, so well, I'm going to take measurements of this one and, and figure out, you know, cause this is like my perfect playing size. And it's funny. I, uh, the first time I had, we played out at, uh, Oregon city, I think together. It's one of the first times that I had, um, like a, a sample or something in my hand. And I asked you, Joe, if, uh, like, do you need me to mark over? And you said, no, nah, you're okay. And uh, you either miss hit or your brain reread your putt. And you went right over my ball marker, right into the cup from like 18 feet. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's exactly, this is the that's, exact that's thinness it need. needs to be. Yeah, because it's, yeah, sure, it's still there and it has some, <laughs> has some, uh, um, you know, thickness to it, but it's not so much it's going to mess up your putt or your, your, your playing partner's putts, so. My my future co-host of this podcast, Gavin Heidelberger, just made an appearance. <laughs> Nick's infant son, his wonderful wife but, Ashley, uh, trying to speak- try to podcast bomb right there. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of which, um, you, you mentioned you're engaged and you started this this company six months ago, and and I, I'm just going through. I've been engaged before and like been planning a wedding. I, 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 presumably, you're planning or 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 anticipating a wedding coming up. Um, that's a lot. You have a full time job that you're still doing. That's a lot. Um, I, I guess just like explain it, it must have taken an incredible amount of passion for this project to be like, despite the fact that I have a full-time job and I'm planning a wedding and I'm a gay and all this stuff, like I'm, I'm still going to spend my nights and weekends committed to this. Like talk about the passion and, and like what went in, like what that process was like being like, yep, I, I'm committed. I'm, I'm diving in. This is what we're doing. I think one sort of living in a, in a space where it seems like so many things are being offered. There are so many custom head covers. There are so many options for, I mean, think about all the gloves that Asher makes or something, right? I mean, all the crazy designs that are on there, the, you know, bad birdie polos or everything. I thought, why can I not just type in Mexican sugar skull ball marker or a Calavera ball marker and find that? I don't understand why I can't just buy that right now. And of course, on November 9th on matchtogolf.com, you will be able to buy that. No, wait, that's not true. October 19th, you'll be able to buy that on matchtogolf.com. Even better. Just as a just as a, uh, a sneak peek. But yeah, it's like, I don't understand why I can't buy this. So I was like, it was almost just like a little bit of like, why is the industry not providing this? Or this is clearly some sort of opportunity. The other part of it was, uh, you know, I'm a, um, I work in accounting now. Um, but that's my second career. And so how Joe and I know each other is that um, I used to be a, a professional sports writer working for NBC. And so that was obviously a creative endeavor, writing about sports for eight or nine years. And I took a couple years off of really doing anything creative at all. And the itch came back. And I thought, I used to you know, design websites and uh, I was a big AV kid. Um, when I was in high school, I was a huge art nerd. When I was in middle school, I knew, I knew how to draw a little bit. Uh, I know how to use Illustrator now. How can I put that together? And, and I was like, I bet I could draw this. The first one that I ever drew actually was the, the creamsicle. I made an artboard and thought, looked at a couple other examples and looked at, you know, the real thing and a couple other art artist interpretations, you know, as you normally would. And then it's like, all right, I think it should be this. And on this scale, as it works for, you know, uh, for a ball marker. And then all of a sudden, then I'm just up nights drawing, drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing. And that those two things really is what put it together is that I can't believe this doesn't exist already. And, or really, you know, I mean, Joe, Joe read my, my, um, my business plan. Um, and part of that, obviously that business plan is kind of hit on what Joe just said is that, you know, there's there's sort of this, even I still get comments from time to time, just as an aside. I still get comments from time to time. It's usually on my ads or something, but people that are so upset they had to comment on an ad that says twenty dollars. Uh, maybe if it was five bucks, yeah. right? Which is hilarious. That's that's if it was a five dollars, I'd be paying people to take my product because 
the margins are not that high um, because of all the premium packaging, the, you know, <laughs> everything that comes with it. The, you get stickers in the pack. You get a custom mailer. Um, all of those things are free shipping. Um, you know, there's a lot. I'm trying to give people a lot for their money for that extra $5. You know, all, a lot of my competitors are really in the $15 to $16 range up to $18. I'm giving people more and I think better looking products and more well thought out products for a little bit more without going into the uber premium market. And so, but that's all part of the business plan. So the people that are commenting, oh, I can't believe it's 20 bucks. or like, uh, whatever happened to using a quarter or I just use my poker chip or whatever. <laughs> Those are, that's fine. They can that, comment that. The geographical yeah, dialects there that yeah. like, yeah. okay, if you're from the South, you use a poker chip. I we get that. <laughs> Joe said Texas hold them early. I'm all, I'm all thrown <laughs> off. I mean, don't mean to. Uh, I just know, use my poke and, chip. Yeah, but uh, I was thinking I should not cage one. You know, like a riverboat gambler guy. But uh, okay. he, he has one on him all the time. You know, his poker chip. But, yeah. Uh, in any case, um, those people are not my customers, so they can be upset about it if they want. Because, like you said, Joe, there are people around who do understand. Oh my God. Okay, the Uber Premium ones are seventy to one hundred dollars to four hundred dollars, and these other ones that are kind of similar are. You know, but if you order them, don't come in any custom packaging and maybe the designs aren't as good and there's not as much, you know, the backing isn't finished and that kind of thing. And look, may, may, maybe matchstick is, is better, is, is the better option. And so, but that's all planned out on purpose. I'm not trying to hit, I, you can design a business in golf and a lot of my, I think competitors do to hit a big, huge, broad audience. And matchstick, although it is not super honed or anything, it's also not going to pander to anything that I don't think is cool or anything that I don't want to touch or any, any of that. So it's, it's really, it's really me reflected in the brand and, and that's very by design. And so that's sort of also where the passion comes from too, is maybe that's the third prong is I get to be me through the brand, even though it's not, it's not really talking about me. My name's not out there, but I get to be me through the art I get to be me through who I sell to. I get to be me through who I get to talk to and, and get to meet out at events here in Portland, you know, through the game of golf. I get to meet new friends through that. A lot of that has been a really positive impact and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So you get, you get to be yourself a little bit through a business, which is, I think, everybody's goal when they're starting out a little one, you know, a little one that's about something creative. So, well, I'll add, I'll add this, Dane. Um, I'm not recommending folks do this to Matchstick golf ball markers, but I have stress test mine. The stack of cash has gone through the wash no less than three times and still looks fantastic. Every time I'm like, shit, I put it in there again and it still looks great. Don't do that, but I'm saying it will survive. It will yes, survive a hot wash. Fast disclaimer, radio ad voice. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Turn 20 at checkout. Turn 20. Dane, that was uh, that was that was very nice of you to give our folks uh, a look behind the curtain, a uh, bigger discount. They they really we we talk about them every show, but they really are a lot of fun. I I, I have a, I have them all lined up on my on my dresser in here, and depending on the mood, I've been hungry for burgers the last four times out, and that's the one. That I <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool that you. Uh, I think I need to maybe come up with a little display thing because I think eventually people yeah. are going to start to collect them. And uh, I, I had, I've had people buy them uh, here that they don't golf. It's just a cool little object to own to them. And all right, cool. Well, you know, they are cool little things like line up on your, on your yeah, shelf. Yeah, like a fidget spinner and, when you're, you're sitting in a meeting and daydreaming. Yeah, kinda, you or know, that. Playing with, yeah. That, that's, so that is what I do because half the time I go to work and I reach in my pocket and there's two of them in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dane, I told you about this. I saw it at the golf course earlier. Nick is aware of this. We're introducing a brand new bit on At The Turn. The Bad Golfer of the Week. The so excited. Nick, Nick, Nick. Okay. So what this is, is there are beautiful golf courses around the United States of America, the whole mm -hmm. world. But sometimes, even when you're on a beautiful golf course, you just don't have a good experience. I was lucky enough 48 hours ago, I played the stadium course at PGA West. It's the home for a PGA Tour stop, the American Express Championship. They're going to be there in mid-July. You go into the clubhouse. There's pictures of Phil Mickelson everywhere. 
He owns the course record. Man shot a 60 out there. Without a doubt, the most difficult golf course I've ever played. The slope is 150. For reference, I played Glendivere West today. The slope from the tips is 117. So it is very difficult. Designed by Pete Dye. He also designed uh, TPC Sawgrass, among many, many other famous courses. He's known for diabolical setups. I shot an 85. I felt great about that round. Other people did not have the same experience. So what we're going to do is we're going to read reviews of PGA West, the stadium course. And let me also add, everybody out there, from the moment I checked in to the moment I left, was a wonderful person to deal with. Just a first-class experience from start to finish. Okay, so the very first one, this one is from Malkich51. It's titled, What Happened? Pete Dye would roll over in his grave if he saw the condition of the course these days. So unfortunate what has happened to this fine course. Here's another one from N. Fender titled Poor Conditions. Expectations were high on PGA West. I've been golfing for 30 years and would say this is the most disappointed I've ever been. Overall, course conditions were as poor as I've seen on a golf course. It's unbelievable that this is a stop on the PGA Tour. Now, if you've been playing for 30 years and it's the worst course you've course conditions you've ever come across, then his eyes that deserves never that. Anything worse. And here is my absolute favorite. Uh, this is the last one. This is from Hugh Dugan, who just puts it very simply. These are all one-star ratings, by the way. Hugh Dugan is our mad golfer of the week. This course was in the worst shape of any course I have ever played. He's never seen worse conditions on a golf course. Hugh Dugan, congratulations. You are the first at the term Mad Golfer of the Week. We're giving giving claps to that one. Here's to you, Hugh. Guys, I've played a lot of golf courses. Um, (laughs) I've, I've seen a lot worse conditions than what I saw out at PGA West. It's incredible. I can't believe people just don't appreciate the experience of some of, of a track like that. I, I think this bit has legs. Yeah. Do, do you think that the, this – these guys have to be so used to playing rounds that are $150 and above that when they see like a divot that's been repaired but isn't quite fully grown back in, they're like, oh, mm. disgusting. Yeah. Like a couple – <laughs> yeah, a couple of thoughts. First of all, it, it, because this course is a PGA Tour course, they are gearing this thing up to be in peak condition in January. I played it in October, and some of the greens visually did not look great. It was the easiest to make a five foot. I didn't miss anything inside of five feet because if you just get the ball online, it's going to go in the hole. Like mm, it is okay. pristine conditions. Visually, not like Augusta National or anything, but it was it was an amazing golf course and still in You mean they were out there with the shape. green spray paint, making sure everything is, is perfectly green on the entire yeah, course. Yeah, killing the wildlife around like they do at Augusta National. No, it was it was a wonderful time. Hugh Dugan, you also get 20% off at matchstickgolf.com using the code TURN20 at checkout. President Dane Delgado, thank you so much for being here. I know it won't be your last time on At the Turn. Yeah, thanks for having me, brothers. Appreciate it. And I uh, appreciate all your listeners who uh you know, listen to this podcast and support Match at Golf. Love you guys. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Turn. Hey, Ohio, have you heard the buzz? Slinger's Signature Cocktails are the new go-to to to go. Slinger's are convenient, canned, cocktail-inspired flavored beverages that bring you delicious flavors like Bahama Mama, Peach Screwdriver, and Pineapple Punch with 8% ABV. They pack a punch at a price you can't beat. No time to make fancy cocktails? Don't want to break the bank on a night out? Slinger's has you covered. Blast your taste buds, not your wallet. Grab Slinger's today. American Fermentation Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly.